Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Mountains of Magic podcast, your place for those Walt Disney World planning tips and tricks. So today, grab a nice beverage, sit back, relax, and listen in while I share about 10 things that make Walt Disney World hard. This is episode 130. Hey, hey, friends. Happy Friday to you. Thanks so much for being here and listening in. Um, if you follow me on Instagram in my stories this week, I shared I got a new Nespresso machine. So I've got my little espresso beverage here feeling fancy this afternoon. Got a little bit of peppermint in there uh, to get ready for the season. So, you know, maybe you're running around doing stuff or maybe you are getting to sit back and relax and listen. But wherever you're up to today, I hope it's going well. So this topic of 10 things that make Disney hard. A lot of it stemmed from a Facebook group I'm in. Okay. And I won't leave it at that because I have a few things to say. That's why the podcast was stemmed from there this week. This Facebook group is Walt Disney World Tips and Tricks. It's one of those um, where, you know, people ask questions and others chime in with their answers. Those people who chime in may be travel agents like me. They may be seasoned Disney pros or they may be someone who's never been to Walt Disney World at all. You never know. There is lots of advice that goes down in there. Um, and as the way it goes, I feel like for many Facebook groups, lots of unsolicited advice sometimes and sometimes some negativity. So I'm probably on my way out of there. However, the helpful thing about this group is it really brings to my attention things that the general public just doesn't know about Disney or kind of pain points that people have either while on their trip or after their trip, things that frustrate them, um, you know, and a lot of those things I do try to share with my clients before they go so they don't fall into that boat. But it just makes me more aware of things that people miss. They don't know that I'll definitely want to drive home um, to those that book with me. So today I'm going to talk about 10 things that came to mind that make Disney hard. And some of these things are outside of your control, but some of them you absolutely can control with a little bit of gut check, a little bit of work before you go. So no particular order. Here are 10 things that make Disney hard. Number one, and I'll start out with a bang. That is having no budget or too strict a budget not having your budgeting in order. So here's what I mean. If you are like taking a YOLO trip and you're just going to buy whatever, that's fine. You decide that before you go. You have that mindset if that's what you're going to do. If you are trying to budget, though, um, do that beforehand so that you're not there stressing about money halfway through your trip and make sure you've done some research and that your budget is realistic. If you think you're going to be eating at the parks, even at a quick service restaurant for like four or five dollars a person, 
it's probably not going to happen. These aren't like fast food prices you might be used to back at home. The great thing is you can pull up your My Disney Experience app and you can literally see the price of everything before you ever get to Orlando. Um, same thing, you can get an idea for souvenirs. You know, if your kid's wanting a stuffy or a t-shirt, you can probably look on Shop Disney and it may not be exactly the same price, but you can kind of get an idea of what you're looking at price-wise for souvenirs. If you like to have an adult beverage on your vacation, um, factoring that kind of stuff in. My family are big food people, okay? That may not be where you choose to spend your money, but that's where a lot of ours go. So that's something that I think hangs a lot of people up, especially if it's a first trip, first trip in a while, and you feel like you're paying all this money for the vacation itself, and you don't take into account what you're still going to have to pay once you get there. Now, with the dining plan coming back in 2024, that can be a great way to already have most of your food budgeted out. But know that whatever plan you pick there, that may not cover all your food for the day. Normally, you're looking at like two meals a day max on that plan with some snacks. So if you need like a full breakfast or something else, you definitely want to factor that in. But You know, people getting down there and just being frustrated. Oh, my gosh, a soda costs this much. That's something you can know before you go. You could budget for or you could make arrangements. Hey, we're going to do a grocery delivery order and I'll get my bottles of water from there, my bottled Pepsi, whatever, and not have to worry about paying for it in the park because you can take your own food and beverage minus alcohol, glass, or loose ice into the parks. So whether that budget conversation is mostly around food, souvenirs, extra things, whatever, just know what you're going for. Either you're flying with no budget or you have one and you've got enough cushion in there that you hopefully don't have to be stressed out on your vacation. All right. Second thing that makes Disney hard I think too many dining reservations. There are so many great sit-down places to eat at Disney. My family has a lot of trouble with this when we go because there's all these spots that we want to try, but we don't need to sit down and eat two to three meals a day, nor does our pocketbook need that. Um, So I think just being realistic, a rule of thumb for my family is one a day. We try to do lunch when we can. Sometimes it's dinner. I think that's doable. More than that, I think is getting a little overkill. Um, It's just hard. And if you're doing park days in the middle of this dining, you know, leaving the park to eat somewhere, it can take a big chunk of your park time away. So I wouldn't suggest more than one a day. Obviously, you do you. Um, But again, this goes back to did you look at the budget? Because it can be really easy for a family of four for a sit down meal to be $200. I don't that's not unrealistic. If someone gets a beverage and everybody has, you know, the full meal, if it's a character meal, anything like that. So just kind of keeping that in mind. Um But, you know, you don't want to be rushing around to all these different restaurants and they can easily take an hour or two of your time. So I prefer to keep them a little bit at a minimum. All right. Third thing that makes Disney hard, being mad that there are other people there. (laughs) Okay, Being mad at the crowds. Disney is crowded. Um, there are little sweet spots of time where it's not too bad, but a lot of those that used to characteristically be lower crowd times, there's school systems taking different breaks or Disney is having events at those times or people have just found out about it and it's no longer like 
you know, a nobody's here zone. So you just have to be mindful of that. You can look at crowd calendars. You can plan against school breaks. Honestly, if there's a school break, that's not when you want to go. Except I don't really feel like the summers are that bad. But you know, spring break, fall break time, Christmas break time, they are just going to be busy. So better to assume it's going to be busy and make a plan for that and then be pleasantly surprised if it's not than the reverse and thinking, oh, no one's going to be here. I don't need Genie Plus. I don't need to get there early. And then it's slammed. So just plan for it to be busy. Have a plan for Genie Plus. One nice thing with the Genie Plus variable pricing that they do now, so it's not a set price, it changes every single day. If you kind of know what the baseline is and what normal looks like, you can know a little bit how busy your day is before you go in to purchase Genie Plus. So in most cases, I think like top price you're going to see would be like $30 um, for like Magic Kingdom, Hollywood Studios. Lowest price, I don't know that it gets this low anymore, but like 15 for your Animal Kingdom, your Epcot. So if you're on the lower end of that spectrum, that probably means it's not a super high demand day for Genie Plus. If Genie Plus is showing $30, $35 a day, there's lots of people there that day. So you might want to consider getting it because sometimes it can sell out. Not often. Um, So I think just planning, there's going to be a lot of people and looking at it from that aspect will just make your trip all in all better. All right. Number four thing that makes Disney hard. And I'm very sorry because this is outside your control. Being a family of five or six or more. um, Most Disney resorts are well equipped for four people in a room. And unless your fifth person is two years old or younger, Disney does not like waver on that. Actually, fun fact, Universal at some of their resorts will let you do like a rollaway bed. So you could put five people in a four people room. Uh, Disney doesn't do that. So if you have a family of five, there are a lot more options than there used to be. Basically, you're just looking at kind of a bump in price point. So if you were going for a first trip or kind of going on a budget and wanted to stay at a value hotel, those are mostly equipped for families of four. Now, They have recently added some family suites that sleep six at some of those value hotels. But again, that does kind of bump your price point. Most of your moderates can sleep five. They have a little fifth sleeper pull down bed with your two queens. So that's nice. So it's not that you have no options, I promise. Okay, but it does just kind of limit your options, especially if you were looking to stay at a lower price point. All right. Fifth thing that makes Disney hard. And this is the one that I have to <laughs> I have to adopt every time I go. That's forcing it. Whatever that is, if that's forcing, you know, oh, this character experience is going to be great. My kid's going to love it. And they cry or forcing wanting to be in the parks open to close, which is what I do when your kids just want to go swim. Whatever that forcing thing is, it can really put a damper on the trip. If one person has, you know, the expectation of how it's going to go and the other people just aren't down for it. So I would say don't force. If your kid loves Mickey Mouse at home, but walks into the room to meet him at Disney World and screams bloody murder. You just need to snap a quick photo and go on with your life and let it be. Okay, (laughs) don't force it. And I think you'll have a much better experience. 
All right. Sixth thing that can make Disney hard is not leaving enough time for transportation. So I love Disney transportation. It's one of those things I geek out about. I love the Skyliner, the monorail, the buses, all the things. But you have to leave time for those. Best case scenario, like from your resort to a theme park, 15, 20 minutes, maybe less than that. But things happen. There's traffic. The bus isn't there the second that you step foot onto the bus stop. Um, This can really come into play if you have like a dining reservation and you're counting on a bus to get you, you know, to a theme park or from a theme park to a resort. So you just want to make sure you leave ample time for that transportation. Um, Double maybe even, you know, triple kind of what you're thinking, better to get there. And there's always something to see. You can walk around the resort, you can hang out around the park, um, but leaving ample time for those things. Now, if you have a car down there and can drive, normally you're going to have a little bit more control and I think a better, you know, handle on your time frame. But just like it is in the town where you live, there can be road closures, there can be accidents. Um, If you're down there for a run Disney race, please be aware of that because in the mornings, roads are just straight up closed. That's only four weekends a year, but you will want to know about those. Um, So yeah, ample time for transportation so that you're not super duper late to where you were trying to go. Okay, number seven, and this is a big one. Not knowing all the Disney terminology and all the changes. Um... I see people in that Facebook group all the time angry because they went and they didn't know that early entry was a thing and they didn't know what was open for early entry. Go listen to my previous rope drop episodes just a couple weeks ago Um, or people getting Genie Plus and not knowing how to use it and only getting on two rides and they paid, you know, $25 for it. So uh, you got to do your homework. I feel like to go to Walt Disney World now. Um, gone are the days of just kind of walking in and winging it. You can, you can, but I think you have to have kind of low expectations of what you're going to get done in a day if that's your plan of attack. Okay. So whether, you know, my advice would just be use a travel agent that can send you all of that need to know stuff can answer any questions. But if you're not going that route, just watch some YouTube videos, read some blog posts, know about things like I said, Genie Plus, Individual Lightning Lane, Early Entry. Those are just major things. Make sure you have the My Disney Experience app and you've played around with that. You know how to check into your room, use your mobile key, just all of those things. There are things to know. And if you were the planner of the trip, I think it'll go smoother if you know those things. Um, But, you know, finding them out while you're in the middle of the theme park, for most people, is just not that great an experience. Okay, next thing that makes Disney hard is banking your entire trip on one ride, one character meet and greet, whatever that may be, um, because things happen. Disney does a pretty good job about giving a refurbishment schedule out. 
um, in advance. You know, if a ride's going to be closed, a hotel is under construction, but sometimes it's not that far in advance. And I mean, a lot of people are booking their vacations a year or more out and you may already be booked, locked into your week and then, oh, surprise, this ride's going to be down. So as much as, you know, there are things that we all love to do and that are favorites and characters that we want to meet, I think it's just going in with, you know, don't let that be a make or break. Make sure everyone in your party knows, yes, we are going to try our best to meet Elsa, but Elsa, you know, sometimes people get sick and they may not be there, like, if, you know, and kind of having a backup plan. So I always like to ask my family, like, what's one, you know, main thing that you want to do today? But what's a backup in case that can't happen? Because things break down, princesses are sick, and sometimes you just have to shift, pivot, and knowing what your options are to pivot to can be really helpful as well. All right, ninth thing that makes Disney hard is not knowing where characters are in the theme parks. So I recently had a client reach out and they just wanted to do a little day trip to Magic Kingdom and they were like, oh, can we meet Anna and Elsa there? No, you cannot. (laughs) Anna and Elsa are not in Magic Kingdom. So you would never want to take a three-year-old who loves Anna and Elsa to Magic Kingdom saying we're going to meet Anna and Elsa only to find out they are not there. Um, So knowing where the characters are, you know, if your kid loves Toy Story, Cars, Star Wars, So I have earlier episodes, episode 52, 53, 54, and 55 of the podcast are all about specific characters. Like my kid loves Toy Story, Frozen, Mickey Mouse, Star Wars, Marvel, Princesses, Where Should I Go? And I talk about where you can find them at the parks, um, different hotel themes that might, you know, feed into that and that kind of thing. So knowing where your special characters are is definitely an important thing and it can lead to a lot of disappointment if you don't. All right, and the 10th thing that makes Disney hard and this can sum up most of the other nine that I already shared with you, that is just unrealistic expectations slash over planning. Um, There are some people that go into their Disney trip and like to have, you know, an hour by hour itinerary, but that's just not feasible. There is no way to know, even if you have Genie Plus or you don't, how long you're going to be in this ride line, how long it's going to take to meet this character, how long it's just going to take you to walk from here to here in the park. So I think just going in with those few things that everyone wants to do, the open-ended conversation that if it doesn't work out, you know, we're going to pivot, but just enjoying your time and knowing you're not going to be able to do everything no matter how long you stay, prioritizing what you do want to do, and not getting so lost in checking the boxes that you miss the moments. Okay, so take your expectations. I don't want to say lower them because there is so much magic and great stuff at Disney. But don't, you know, like I said, don't go in with the check boxes and miss the magical moments that are just happening right in front of you. Because a lot of my favorite moments are not at the thrill rides. They're not, you know, because I snagged this lightning lane right at the last minute. They're just simple times of sitting and eating an egg roll on the hub grass with my daughter or doing a special one-on-one ride with my son, something like that. So take those expectations, 
make sure they're in check. All right, my friends, thanks for listening today. I hope you found something that hopefully you will not do to make Disney less hard unless you're a family of five or six. Don't undo that. Okay, let that be. Um, But just go in and know your options of where you can stay. And I will gladly help you with that and suggest great resorts that can sleep five or six. But I thank you guys so much for listening. Please come find me on the social medias, Fantastical Vacations by Danielle on Facebook or Mountains of Magic on Instagram. Send me an email if you have a question or want to plan that magical vacation. I can't wait to connect with you and hear about your Disney dreams. But as always, I thank you so very much for listening and hope you have a magical day. Bye bye. 